welcome to the Wine After Work podcast. This is your host, Bryce Batts. I'm a career coach, mom of two girls, former college cheerleader, and current encourager of women. I'm so grateful you're here. It's my mission to help women break through the glass ceiling, rise up, and step into their greatness. Now grab a glass of wine and settle in. I'm so excited to have Kristen Lawler here. Kristen is in Fort Lauderdale. She is the Director of Marketing and soon-to-be Business Development for Big AEC Firm, and we've known each other forever. Many yeah, probably, we work together. It's probably 20 years at this point, I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we both started out in recruiting together in Fort Lauderdale, and I was recruiting for AEC, you're recruiting for more accounting type roles. And then what's mm-hmm. crazy is I moved and you went into the AEC world. So tell me what's been going on and how that's been. Oh, it's been it's been quite a ride. You know, I, I got that you may or may not remember, but I got a degree in psychology, which is absolutely useless without anything, you know, to back that up, your master's degree or PhD and so interested in becoming a grown up, which as I've learned recently is no fun. So I should have been, uh-huh. you know, stayed a kid when <laughs> as long as I could have. And let's point out your degrees from ECU. We met in Fort Lauderdale and then I found out like you have North Carolina ties too. It's just so crazy. Too it's many points of connection. Absolutely. I miss North Carolina so much, so much. The people are very different and for the better. <laughs> South Florida. <laughs> But at any rate, I, I had this useless bachelor's degree in psychology, ended up, you know, connecting with you. And, and I don't even know how, you know, we got started together. And I know we opened up the office together. It was, it was it a new branch? Was I don't really remember how that all even began. Yeah, I think it was a new branch. They were in Orlando at the time. Yeah, Fort Lauderdale was a new office. And honest to God, I can't remember how we met either. I do remember we went to some happy. The hours together I'm more than a few like <laughs> more than gosh. yeah that was that was a good time this is the day 23 25 years old and had no responsibility no husbands no kids no stress going out on the weekends it was it was a hell of a time I didn't appreciate it back then not at no, all I spent way too much money going out I'm like <laughs> that's money I probably should have saved but yeah three kids Good times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, mine was spent at, you know, random bars and in yep. Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> and, and shopping at, you know, some shitty Target, you know, yeah. dollar off section or something. Consignment shops, you know, making use of our gigantic, you know, $25,000 a year paychecks, which I'm sure we were making at that time. It was every oh, quarter. Yeah. Oh so my God. I, I ended up in the AEC industry, like it kind of you know what? I you know what it was. I got sick of doing recruiting. It, I had burnout real bad, and this firm was one of one of our clients. And she reached out and said, "Hey, do you want to you know consider something else?" And I was so burnt out, and I said, "Sure." And I was there for eight years to the day, which was wow. very ironic. It was eight years to the day, and I was doing a lot of administrative stuff, but as the AEC industry has, has proven to be a, such a boys club, I found a lot of challenges there because, you know, your voice can't be heard as much and you're not as typically respected as, as terrible as it sounds. You're just not. I ended up leaving there and ended up getting some, you know, it was an entry-level marketing coordinator position and kind of worked my way up 
a couple of years at a different multidisciplinary firm, mostly civil engineering. And this goes to show how small the AEC world is, specifically in South Florida, because my now boss, who is the executive vice president of my firm, worked with me at the landscape architecture firm. So I would run into him for three, four years after I left the LA firm. And he said, you know, you want to want to come work for me yet? No, no, no. And then I run into him again. You want to come work for me? No, no. And then lo and behold, I end up getting divorced, which wasn't <laughs> it wasn't that much of a like immediate like, oh, surprise. <laughs> it was a way in the making. But at any rate, after the divorce had gotten settled, I ran into him for the third or fourth time. And so we ended up meeting with him and the president of my now firm at Chili's over two for one beers. And they said, <laughs> you know, we need somebody. <laughs> I mean, if beer is involved, I am absolutely a beer and chips and salsa count me in. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah so it's so I've been with my current firm for four years now and wow. director of marketing and soon to be taking over ownership of the business development department as well. So adding going from a team of six to a team of eight. Okay. Now a single mom of three, which wow. presents a lot of challenges and, and um, twins. Twins. Yep. My twins are eight and my oldest is almost twelve and juggling that, you know, part time schedule with their dad and on and off and weekends on and off and it's Just been a, a challenge. Lot. It's yeah. a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, I totally forgot. We were pregnant at the same time with both kids. I mean, our oldest are both 12 and then youngest. Mine's seven, yours are eight. So you're pregnant with the twins then. It's just crazy. And I was following along on social media. But a common thread I see like throughout your work history or work life, you might want to say, is lots of pivots and just growing. And it seems like each job, you did such a great job that you were recruited into your next position. It doesn't sound like you ever like had to tweak your resume and really like pound the pavement looking for something new. Instead, they were impressed with you and like, come to work for me. Yep. That's, and, and I think that's a both a blessing and a curse, right? Because then when you get to a point like at my current firm where we're having those two for one beers and chips and salsa and chilies, it's like, oh yeah, by the way, we should probably like get your resume. I'm like, shit, I haven't done a resume in years. Like, what am I supposed to do with this? They're going back through your files. Like, when was that? I don't remember when that yeah. is. References. What are those? Like, oh no. Yeah. Oh, gosh. But there's there's a there's a, a lot to be said for, you know, your your reputation in the industry, especially in this one, because it is so small, even though it's so big. South Florida is its own animals. So that's, you know, adds yeah. another layer of complications yeah. and stuff. But, you know, it speaks volumes and it, and it makes me proud to have gone or come, you know, come from where I came from and where I am now. I mean, I, you know, was doing entry-level recruiting, making very little money at the time, having the time of my life, though. Let's not mistake that. But, then, you know, yeah. But, you know, being an administrative assistant, starting as an admin and you're, you know, as an admin, you're, I mean, I hate to say it, but you're just not respected. Your voice isn't heard. People don't, you know, really give you any authority or autonomy to make decisions. And so, but coming from that and growing from an administrative assistant position 15 years ago where I was, and not that I'm making, you know, tons and tons of money. I don't want that to be mistaken, but with 
with leadership and growing up in an industry and becoming a, a practice expert, whether you're a technical person or you're a production person or you're a support person, if you're an industry expert, you you're gonna you're gonna move forward. You're gonna have growth. And with that growth comes the the financial support as well to be able to, you know, to to showcase and and give validity to everything that you're contributing. But there's so many challenges at the top of the ladder too, being a leader in this industry, especially a female leader in this industry in a male-dominated, whether it's male-dominated firm. And in, in my case, my firm now is 100% woman-owned. So oh, we have that and, and we have the interest and the support from the top down to empower women, and which I think is remarkable because you don't find that very often, especially for a civil engineering company. But, you know, there's there's also challenges because, you know, whether you're female, male, black, white, Asian, you know, whatever, you still have to prove yourself. And if if you don't, then, you know, you're you're going to fall short and you're you're going to you're going to be disappointed. So it's hard work. It's hard work, especially doing it as a as a single mom and doing it, you know, 50, 60 hours a week sometimes. And and then, you know, some some having somewhat of a personal life, which comes and goes. Like I'm one hour a week I have to myself. It's just just tonight, for example, I, you know, it was tonight was I had a really tough week. It was challenging at work. We had a lot of a lot of things that kind of came came up through the pipeline and it was just not the best week. You come home feeling just very defeated. And I want nothing more than to pop open a truly or a glass of wine and put on, you know, Shameless again for the 400th time or start season one of Euphoria like again or yeah. <laughs> whatever. I'll take a bad one. Or, or, and be in bed by 8.30. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know if that makes me old, but... That just make, means we're tired. <laughs> you know, <laughs> kids work and all of it. Yeah. But are we tired because we're old? Or are we... <laughs> <laughs> it's a mixture. <laughs> I think it's that I'm... I blame it on me being old, but I I don't know. It's gotta be the pressure and the stress. It's it's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. So how how do you balance it all? I mean, yes, binge watching TV sometimes is amazing. You know I love my wine. But what else do you do to just keep a handle on everything? Because three kids, a full time job, and if you're working fifty to sixty hours, that is a lot. You know, and trying to do it all by yourself. Yeah, it's it's really hard because while you're trying to prove yourself and prove your your value and continuously improve your your knowledge and your skills and expand your horizons, you're also by doing that something else has to give, right? So like that's where I struggle in my position because the firm relies on me. I'm I have eight people relying on me just internally in my company let alone, you know, the the ancillary 180 other people that work in the company that, you know, I'm the point person. But the other problem is, is that I'm doing all of that. And then at the same time, on a Friday night, my son wants to watch a movie with me and I put the twins to bed and, you know, they're tucked in. He wants to just have mom and me time, which is, I understand, a very fleeting amount of time that I have left yeah. us, right? Like that's, that's hard. And I've got my laptop open and he looks over at me and he's like, mom, are you serious? Like you're still working. It's 930 on a Friday night. And I'm like, yeah, I know. 
So do you sacrifice your career and yourself, even if it's just little incremental bits at a time? Or do you have to, you know, sacrifice the time with your kids in order to maintain that balance? Because I'm in the unfortunate position that I don't have anybody else to rely on that I can say, I have a meeting or I have a networking event or, you know, I have to travel for this conference or that conference and you just make it work. I I don't have that luxury. You know, it's a constant like calendar battle of, how is it? How is this going to work? And then a personal battle too, and, and trying not to feel guilty. I feel guilt all day, every day, and that's the worst. I know. When I was telling you before we started recording, you know, I feel the same thing, and I'm trying to work through that because at work you're afraid you'll disappoint someone. At home, you don't want to disappoint someone, and so instead you try to hold it all together, and then you just feel guilty, you know, and a kid gets sick or something happens at work, of course, you're going to be torn between the two. I guess my hope in the end is that our kids look back and they remember our moms worked hard and they love what they did. They had a real purpose and they also showed up for us because I was in, you know, my youngest daughter's room the other night and my oldest goes, you didn't go with me on my, on my field trip recently. (laughs) And I was like, well, yeah, She's like, yeah, you said you had to work. And I was like, that does sound like something I would say. <laughs> but that's I the like, had to go on the next field trip. I know you can't be at everything and you try to be at the current stuff. And I've always said, you know, I enjoy working. I always have. And I'm just trying to remember, like, this is who God made me to be. And, you know, sometimes I don't want to go on the field trip, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I'd rather be at work. I would, did I want to watch movies with them? There, you know, there's plenty of things I love to do with my kids, but this is why I'm not a teacher because I can't be around 30 kids all day. No, no. And I feel like my three are like 30 plus the two foster fail cats. And then the oh neighbor, I babysit the whole damn neighborhood. Like we live in this really <laughs> awesome neighborhood and I'm so blessed because there's a million kids running around. No other parents are around. It's just me. I've saved this one kid like literally three times from getting smashed by a car. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so I, I feel like I have literally like a, a you know, an entire classroom full of yeah. you know, little men. They're all inside looking down out their windows. They're like, oh, Kristen's got it. We're good. <laughs> exactly. It sucks to be the responsible one. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. No, but I did learn at the beginning of, of COVID when everything went virtual. And you're trying to do this work from home bullshit, which don't get me wrong, I value work from home. In fact, I still to this day schedule work from home days when the kids are at school now because that's the only time I'm actually productive. Yes. I had to interrupt you at the office. But working from home and having literally three different classrooms, I have, you know, my eight year olds who at the time were just learning to barely read. They didn't know even know how to read and they're doing eight hours or six hours of online learning. And my oldest is trying to understand, you know, division and multiplication. And I'm taking teams calls and you're like, what in the actual fuck is going on with the world? This is not sustainable. It's not sustainable. No. That was so hard. It's been the hardest couple of years. And, you know, I have a great partner. Thank God, you know, we decided to homeschool our kids for a year because I couldn't keep up with everyone's schedules. And then we were all at home together and it just seemed like it would be easier. We had bought workbooks and we could be done with school at one. And then I was like, I don't care what you do after that. 
I need to work. Just yep. do whatever you want. Yep. Here's an iPad. Here's some coke. Yeah. Go do what you need to do. Go outside. Do whatever. Yep. Yeah. Just don't get hit by cars. Yeah. Let's let's hope another it's neighbor. Go to the grass. It's go to the backyard. It's fenced. No more there. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, major props to doing it as, I mean, basically a single parent, it sounds like. So I can't even imagine. Yeah. I mean, we have, we have a, a pretty good situation. It's pretty consistent for the most part. It's, it's 50, 50, but like I said, on, on the days that, you know, you're exhausted, like today I'm exhausted. This is my weekend where it's my weekend to recharge and kind of walk away from any responsibility. And I want nothing more than to just do nothing, yeah. you know, and be a slug and, you know, that, I want to work out. I want to get out my, my Peloton bike. I'm obsessed with that damn bike. I, I, was to say, I see your pictures. Yeah. I, so I'm, obviously I'm, you love, yeah, you love the Peloton. I do. It's, I'm so, that's, that's one thing that I can say has, saves me mentally. I'm it, the same way. I need an outlet and, you know, while drinking is nice, it's probably not, <laughs> it's probably not the most reasonable or sustainable Yes. For long term, you know, somewhat damaging, I guess. You know, maybe we well, shouldn't go there. No, I generally tell people that all the time. I'm like, well, I work out or I'd be an alcoholic because <laughs> you can only drink so much. So, <laughs> you know, a glass of two or two of wine is great to take the stress away. But like on a daily basis, I need to sweat. I need to like release those endorphins, whatever kind of workout it may be. It keeps me sane, honestly. It does. It does. It's vital vital and my the i've had the past couple of nights the kids and i don't know if if your youngest is going through this my twins are going through growing pain so their legs they wake up in the night and the leg pain and i remember it as a kid it It hurts so terrible awful excruciating pain and so they've been coming into my bed at night so that i have my my middle child my middle child i say that loosely because he's four minutes the middle child right four minutes older than his sister but he does 360s in the bed and kicks as he's going around and and talking and teeth grinding and all of this stuff and then he's in my bed and i have my whole like home gym set up and my bedroom is enormous it's obscenely large and so i have like half of it is my workout area so you know they've they've been in my bed and then i i can't put on cody and like you know talk about popping your booty or whatever it is (laughs) at 5 a.m with you know my seven or eight year old sleeping in the bed you know it's so that's i think that's contributed to my my tough week because i have oh yeah yeah this is therapy (laughs) i know it's so good you gotta talk it out I mean, I tell people I have a coach and uh, I had a call with her last week. And by the end, I was like, well, that was like a full on therapy session. And I was about to cry at work, but she really dug in there. I'm like, she's doing a good job. I don't have kids in my bed anymore, but we've had a situation where my youngest has her stomach hurts all the time at school. And so now the teacher tells me, and she did have a stomach virus recently, picked her up and I was like, all right, she's legitimately sick. But otherwise, it's just nerves or anxiety. And my husband and I both went through this. I'm like, poor thing, get the honest. But, you know, it's just that age where they go to school and then they're anxious about something and their stomach hurts. And I hate, I don't want to be unsympathetic, but at the same time, I'm like, I can't leave the office every time your stomach hurts and you have schoolwork to do. So, yeah, got to power through. Luckily, her teacher understands 
And if nothing's wrong, she's like, she'll be fine. Yeah, that's, I think it's, I think it's the age and especially at this time of year too, because it's, I don't know if North Carolina is doing the same thing, but Florida is having state testing, right? You know, it's going on right now. So, or the end of year assessments, depending on which grade you're in. So, you know, they're going every morning. It's, I don't want to go to school. Don't make me go to school. Can we stay home today? And it's like, no, (laughs) mommy's got to go to work. Daddy's got to go to work, you know, and, and, I think it's the end of year. It's the testing and it's anticipation of summer and having months off. I mean, shit, if I had nine weeks to look forward to where I didn't have to do anything, I would be checking out early too. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I know it's always warm there, but here the weather is like trying to finally warm up and it does. It makes you just want to be outside and like, you know, knock off school work, any responsibilities you might have. Well, we Gosh. do that on Friday afternoons at, at my office. We we go for lunch and we, we kind of rotate. There's a core group of us. And, and actually, ironically enough, it's just me and one other girl surrounded by, you know, six or seven different guys. And, you know, we'll we'll have a beer or two at, at lunch just to kind of unwind, sharing about our week. And, and you know, we get back to the office at 1.30 and we're all like, mm, no, <laughs> we pack the bar stuff. Go and put pajamas on and sit on our couch and finish out our day. But, yeah. you know, it's, uh, COVID has been a blessing in that way, allowing people to, you know, pivot and find different ways of still being efficient, of course, yep. while maintaining your sanity, sort of. <laughs> I'm trying to. I agree. Uh, the blessing in disguise was like having more family time. And then I know we keep saying AEC, architectural, engineering, construction industry. I feel like it's so, this industry is so far behind other industries where they would never let anyone work from home. They might have summer hours, knock off early on Fridays, like you're saying, close the week between Christmas and New Year's. But for the most part, everyone had to be in the office. And I get it's highly collaborative, but I think we've proven we can have some work from home days and still collaborate. We have Teams, we've got Zoom, we have all the technology. But I'm with you. I'm way more productive at home. I get a lot more done. I see the benefit of both. You know, Absolutely. so I feel like hybrid is so, hybrid is ideal in my mind. Well, I mean, I think that, I mean, we're, we're hiring, right? Just like everybody and their brother right now. Everyone's trying to find talent, right? So we may be calling you. <laughs> Please do. If you got any, got any connections in Florida, we need some help. But even even from the administrative or marketing and business development side, we we need the help. But you know, we've been talking about it. And this is one of the the biggest hurdles. Is you know, people it, the COVID changed everything, right? Like people want that more work life balance. It's the things that we have been screaming about for years and years and years, very quietly. But now it's 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 come to a point where it's I don't think it's ever going to go back, or it can go back especially with the millennial um, generation that are kind of the next generations of leaders in any industry, you know, they, there, there's a sense of entitlement there for, for, for good and for bad, of course. But I, I think that it's going to be the new lay of the land. Like this is, this is what it's going to be. And you know, I personally love it, you know, and, and I kind of use it as a, as a reward too for, for my team. If they've had like a really tough week or, busy week or there's a big deadline push, um, you know, you have the capabilities at home. So if a, a fire erupts and you need to, you know, you know, extinguish something or some the last minute burn on something else, do it from your pajamas. At least you're home comfortable. 
or you have glass of wine in hand and you're not forced to be sitting in a cubicle or in a, you know, 65 degree box, like I'm subjected to every single day. (laughs) I hate that. It's miserable because again, it's all men and they're always hot all the time. Maybe I'm making a generalization that's not fair, but yeah. So I, I, I think there's a lot of benefits to come from working from home, but I, I really, really love those days that I get to send the kids to school and I've got like nine interrupted hours, but it's time to go and get home and stop for whatever. But I I totally agree with you in that things are changing and this younger generation is not going to stand for, you know, being in the office 50 hours a week. They, you know, I find a lot of them have side hustles and you Mm kind of have to embrace that. They have other interests. They don't want to work a million hours, you know, and a lot of times I'm like, well, you get time and a half for overtime. Let's look at all this money you can make. And they're like, yeah, but I don't want to work overtime. I'm like, that is such a shift from like past generations. From, from even from when we started. Right? Yeah. You know, I remember hustling, but I also remember, you know, there would be times at the the landscape architecture firm that it would be four four thirty on a Friday and I get handed a new project and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Oh, you don't pay me enough. <laughs> you don't pay me enough. Like I'm not sticking around, you know? But then there's yeah. the other side and the drive and the ambition to prove yourself and be more and do more. But that comes with a consequence too. Right. Yeah. So it's it's that balance. And that's yeah, I think that's going to be a constant struggle, especially and I'm not taking anything away from from fathers because you know fathers can work equally as hard as as we can. It's just more so when you have a, in my opinion, and I, I might maybe be wrong or stepping out of bounds here, but in my opinion, when you have a, a whole family together, whether that's a mom and a dad or two moms or two dads with children, or you have a mom and a grandma living and, and caring for those kids, when you have that extra set of hands, you're at an advantage because you have the ability to step away when you absolutely need to and take care of something that's fundamental for your career. Yeah. Whereas, you know, for especially for single parents, whether they're a mom or a dad, there's so much more of a burden on them to be everything to everyone. And that is probably the most emotionally exhausting sure. part of my life. Yeah. And just in my experience, and I'm very blessed because I, I do have an ex-husband that, you know, we have pretty good communication and he's, you know, you know, cares for the kids half the time and it's not, you know, one weekend a month or anything, you know, we, we split it pretty well, but it's, it's really hard being everything to everyone, you know, being a leader. Can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Can't do it. Yeah. You're right. It'll wear you out. And I'm super lucky that my mom and my mother-in-law can come and help, but you know, same, like you were saying, I know a couple who, they both travel, so they've got one of their moms lives with them and she helps out all the time with their son because you ask yourself like, well, how can they do it? Oh, well, they have someone else living with them who picks their son up, you know, and takes them to school. And then I have another friend, she works more and they've had plenty of conversations like the dad to them is the mom. He cooks, he stays home more. And she works more and has always earned more money and that works for them. I think you just like, you you have to find what works best for you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and it took me a solid, I think, probably four years after my divorce to figure that out and be okay with it. And 
you know, when my oldest just says, mom, you know, I'm legitimately trying to like have quality time with you, which I know is a fleeting moment with him and I'm working. And sometimes the answer is I know buddy, but I, I have to do this. Yeah. But like you were saying, you know, it, it comes down to, you know, we'll see how hard we worked and, and how much we did, but we still showed up. We have, and, and I know some other single parents that do this too, which I don't know that it's maybe as widely practiced, but if, if any one of your listeners like, you know, hasn't thought about this or has the option to on their spare time, I found a lot of value, spare time, right? Like I say that as a joke. <laughs> But I find a lot of value in taking my kids out on individual one-on-one dates on yeah. weekends. So like, you know, I, I took my daughter to Build-A-Bear. She wanted to do a Build-A-Bear day. So we did that and we did lunch together. And, you know, sometimes we'll go get mayonnaise and petties. And and that's on my time, quote unquote, off, right? Like where I'm right. charging, but I'm still doing that. But it's giving them that individual focus where I'm not on my phone. I'm not on the computer. I don't have their brothers fighting in the background and I'm trying to break up a fist fight or, <laughs> you know, what choke hold or whatever it is that's going on between boys because that's what boys do apparently. Yeah. It's the life I, I didn't know I was going to be. But yeah, so I, I, I do that with them. And unfortunately, it's not very often. I mean, it's, you know, maybe once every couple of months that I'm able to do that. And it's kind of in a rotational basis, but it's something that I think that kids find a lot of value in. And it's, and it makes me feel better. Yeah. Feeling like I'm making up for some of those times that I'm sitting here at my desk and they're outside playing and I can't get off because yeah. I'm on a team's call or I've got, you know, the president calling me, hey, can you send me an SOQ on, you know, whatever <laughs> at five o'clock on a Friday? You're like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. That's so sweet. It sounds like you're being super intentional with each of them. So that's great. So I could, could talk to you literally all night, but no, as we wrap up, because it's been so fun. We'll have to have that, another one-on-one. Oh my gosh. In a long time. <laughs> How do you stay intentional with your time? And do you have tips you can pass along, you know, to other working parents? I don't know that it's a conscious intentional of anything. And, and maybe that sounds bad. I don't know that anything uh-huh. I do is is consciously intentional. I mean, there's there's certain obligations, right? Like, so you have things that you just know you have to do. And then in the back of your mind, it's, okay, well, how do I balance something that maybe isn't going to benefit, you know, the kids because I have to engage in something on a Saturday for four hours, like working a proposal for four hours. How do I, how do I make up for that time? And so it's, for me, it's being creative and, and I'm very specific with my children on the times that the weekends that they are here and that I don't have to work, which I make it sound like I'm working all the time. I, I mean, it's an average 50, 60 hour a week. And, and that's, yeah, that's, that's a lot, lot. But, it's, uh-huh. but it's not, it's not a 75 hour week. It's, and it's not consistent, you know, it's not for six months at a time I'm, I'm working like that. But the time that I do have for either myself or the kids, as much as like I was saying, I want to, you know, sit in a bubble bath and go to bed under, you know, a mound of 10, 10 pounds of blankets and a glass of wine and, you know, not come out for two days. I make it a point to be engaging in activities that are fulfilling for either myself or my kids that are more about making memories as opposed to just doing activities or 
going shopping and buying things that oh, make them yeah. happy for 10 minutes before they move on to the next thing. That so, find their way in the trash. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's planning like weekend adventures. And if it's just a day adventure or we pack up and we, you know, we do Orlando, we do Disney or something like that, which trust me, I can't afford to do that every weekend. That shit's expensive. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so this all sounds like you're being very intentional to me. Maybe I'm being intentional without realizing I'm being intentional. It's just more of trying to make sure that, you know, I I give them everything they deserve, but also doing that for myself. So like, right. do I need to get my nails done every two weeks? No. Do I? Because those are the weekends that I have off. Yes. <laughs> and it makes you feel good about yourself. Yep. It makes me feel good. Yep. So I, I, I don't know. I guess I am maybe a little bit more intentional than I thought. Well, you are a superstar mom, employee, friend, everything. I miss you. We, we, this, this was awesome. And, you know, I think this type of conversation is something that isn't had as often as it should be, especially for, for women that have a full-time career. And I know that's your goal, you know, one of your goals for, for your, your coaching and your podcast. And, I think it's incredible and keep doing what you're doing because it's motivating a lot of people and, and redirecting energy that might otherwise go negative to the positive. So thank you. Oh, thank you, friend. That was sweet. Mm-hmm. You're the best. Oh, love you. Thanks so much. <laughs> you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you back here next week and make sure to share the episode with a friend that would enjoy the conversation we just had. Also, join the Wine After Work Facebook group to connect with other like-minded women.